Welcome, everybody, to episode number 61 of the West Coast Preps podcast. It is a windy day out here in the Bay Area, but you know what? It's the week where high school football is back. Games are returning out here in California. I know I'm very stoked. So Greg is very right? stoked. No, it's March. Oh. It's Wait, weird Weird it's to only, say. It's March? Yeah. That's uh. Are you sure? That's March. What, what's that show? Um, the old show where it's like they go back in time. It's black and white. Never mind. I'm just gonna stop. How old are you? <laughs> My grandpa watches it. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, everyone knows what Twilight yeah. Zone is. It feels like Twilight Zone right now. Not, nothing feels right. We're, Everything's back. We're living right in the now. Twilight Zone. Yeah, I've never been to football practices in March. Getting ready for a season. No, no, me either. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange time, but hey, we're here. Five, some, some teams getting six games in. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Scrimmages started happening this weekend. Also had RVC this weekend, which was a lot of fun. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a whirlwind of a few months as we get to the, towards summer and into the end of the this school year. Yeah, and there's a lot of content up on our website, too. We've got position rankings at almost every position out in the Bay Area. Check out the top ten on there. See who kind of made the top ten at each position based on production, your resume, and everything else you've done in high school up to this point. So it's going to be fun to see. I know there's been a lot of chatter about it, which is a great thing. I know a lot of kids maybe even want to move themselves up even more, keep their rankings steady as the season goes on. And we do postseason position rankings and postseason just rankings overall in general. So we've had that. Actually, our top 25 team rankings were updated a little bit on Monday at westcoastpreps.com. That is something I, I want to talk about because you said that there might be a little change in the top five, and then I, I go and look at the rankings this morning, and I see I said there would be I a change nothing. in the top five? That's what I was told. You said that as we were at a practice. And now I, I go check no, the I said there so could I'm be calling some you changes. a liar. There could be some changes in the top 25, <clears throat> not the top five. You just misheard me. I mean, I guess we'll see. You know, Valley Christian might be playing Sarah week one. Well, I guess we'll see. That's a heck of a game, two versus four week one. Yeah. I think I'll be there. I don't want you there. Your favoritism is, is too too far. Favoritism? Yeah. You need to go to journalism school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm just getting attacked on this show. Yeah. I came in with good intentions, and then it just all backfires. <laughs> Whatever. It's for all those intros where you just come at me for no reason. Yeah, the, yeah, that one day I asked you how you were doing, but then I said, I don't care how you're doing. A lot of people got a kick out of that one. Yeah, well, guess what? Now I don't care. Whatever, I'm used to that anyway. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah, great culture we have here at West Coast Press, it is isn't it? really healthy, a good culture. We go back and forth <laughs> at each other all day, every day. It's fun. We do it yeah. all the time on the podcast, but the team rankings are out. There are some changes in the top 25 because there have been some players have moved since the last time since the season was supposed to start in January. Some players did move to other states. Some players transferred to new programs and all of that. So there are a few subtle changes in there. So check out those, our power rankings. We'll have those up every Monday at westcoastpreps.com. Also, we've got our RVC2 takeaways. We'll get more into that here in a few minutes. And then also our game of the week here as well be sure to vote on that until wednesday evening at westcoastpreps.com get to choose the top game i know we've got a few games there as well i know greg's got the list of games i know Montevista Akalani's is one game livermore dublin's another livermore dublin no, is not livermore foothill thank you correct correct livermore foothill then you've also got de la salle st mary's is another option to vote on st mary's based out of stockton 
another great program out of the Central Valley every single season. They've got a lot of Division One talent. I like to call Game of the Week voting, where are we going to send Chris to? Because Chris will be going to the Game of the Week game. Um, so, honestly, send him somewhere far, far away. I don't know. If you find a game in New York, we'll fly him out there. It'll give me a vacation away from Chris. But you get to vote and tell me where I get to send Chris to every week. And I'm excited. There's a lot of good games this week. I know it's only week one. Teams are just getting prepared. And, you know, schedules have been difficult to prepare for. <laughs> as we've seen as it's all come together so quickly but there's a lot of good games this week and game of the week voting is going to be a lot of fun that Monta Vista game is going to be a lot of fun against Aqualonians that's two top 25 teams <clears throat> Livermore newly entered in the top 25 now number 24 going into the season it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do this year as well as they got a great team yeah Foothills another season where Greg Hobner kind of a new era there at Foothill these last couple of years it's going to be a fun game there in Pleasanton as they host the Livermore Cowboys who like Greg just mentioned are in the top 25 you've got De La Salle perennially obviously a nationally ranked team every single season right haven't lost to a Northern California team since 1991 against the Pittsburgh Pirates but there's a lot of well, great games. We're going to get into that one more time, yeah. but we're missing one game in the game. But there's San Ramon Valley, Los Lomas as well on there and then no. you've also got incorrect do you even know the game of the weeks? Yes, I do. It's Archbishop and Mitty. Archbishop Mitty is one team. Well, that, I was saying their team name in one, but against St. Francis. Those are the four games this week. Los Lomas and San Ramon Valley is not in that one this week. Oh, I thought San Ramon Valley lost Lomas, wasn't it? That's no. what I was told. Well, I, I'm not sure who told you that. That was a highlighted game, Greg. <laughs> I showed you the picture. <laughs> I thought it was in there. <laughs> it wasn't. I chose well, four games. Well, time to add SRV Lost Lomas because that's a ranked team as well. Well, apparently SRV Lost Lomas is in there. I got more work to do today. <laughs> this is a fun time, everybody. Greg's just forgetful, but don't worry. He's very busy with RVC2 work as well, so he can't. He can and will be forgiven. Everybody does make mistakes in life, of course, some more than others. The Oakland days more than others. The Las Vegas oh, Raiders God. more than others. Um, any, any team that originated from Oakland, that's a professional team. The Golden basically. State Warriors front office more than others. Wow, are we okay? Can we go over this for a second? Are we really gonna bash the Warriors front office? This team won three titles in five years and went to five straight NBA Finals, and quite possibly could have won all five of them. And now we're because they've had two down years. Oh my God, the sky is falling. We're all gonna go crazy. Everyone sucks on the team. I love Steph Curry, but everyone else is trash. Like, come on, stop it. This is ridiculous. They've had two bad years. One of them, every single guy on the team got hurt. It nope. was literally they're playing. They, they mailed that high school. No, they mailed that season in right away. They knew right away that wasn't working. You even saw those injuries before the season. They knew D'Angelo Russell was not gonna work there. I mean, and how good of a trade was that? You could have had nothing for KD, or you could have got an asset. I mean, uh, I just can't. I mean, it was a smart trade to do it. They just they just knew right away that that team was not going to work. Of course And they not. just kind of mailed that season D-Lo in. D'Lo and Steph aren't going to work. They both knew the ball. They're not going to work together. Both Steph is decent defensively, obviously. He's gotten a lot better. He's a lot better than he used to be. He's played great defensively this year. But he's not going to be a defensive player of the year, and D'Lo is not a great defensive player either. You need a good defensive guard next to Steph. That's, he plays great team defense. That's who Steph is, but he's not a great individual defender. So D'Lo doesn't work, but they got Andrew Wiggins out of it. They have a top 
probably top five pick this year out of it. So why are we complaining? Because LaMelo Balls had a good first half of the season and James Wiseman's 19 and trying to figure out how to play basketball? Stop. Y'all are terrible. Terrible. You're not a fan if you're complaining about the front office. That includes you, Chris. Hey, they have made some interesting decisions. Not every decision. Go ahead, go over. Not every decision is going to be great. Of what course. decision are you mad about? Um, Brad Wanamaker. Um, let's see. They, who, who would you rather? There sign? were past years they could have taken Jalen Brunson instead. They took Jacob Evans. It's a second round pick. What do you? What do you want? Jacob Evans was first round. I don't care. He was late first round. It's essentially second Everybody round. Everybody knew who John, Jalen Brunson was. He was a one award winner. Then why did he fall to the second round? Bad scouting. So you're saying every single team passed up on him? No. So then every front office is trash. <laughs> well, it depends on who you took, too. But Jalen Brunson is light years better than Jacob Evans. You're probably right. Yeah. That doesn't mean that... Jalen Brunson would fit in the Warriors. He probably wouldn't have played very much when he got drafted. He'd be a lot better off the bench right now than Brad Wanamaker. <clears throat> Anyone's better than Brad Wanamaker right but now. Jalen Brunson could come off the bench and give you 12 a night. That'd be great. But would he have developed into that as a Warrior not being able to play as a rookie? He wouldn't have played on a championship team. That's the thing that people don't understand when trying to develop these guys. They're not playing. So, I mean, what do you want from them? Better scouting. Oh, God. It is their job. Right? Don't you have better things to think about than hating on Bob Myers? No, I will say I I'm, I am for the most part a fan. Did of Did he go Myers. to Monta Vista? I am, and I now am, you're just hey, bashing. I'm not, him. I think Bob Myers is a good GM, right? Don't Steph, you want to interview him? I would like to interview. Well, Bob he's Myers. not going to be interviewed hey, by Bob you. Bob Myers because... is such a nice guy. He'll interview with anybody. Let's be honest. Bob Myers is a great guy. Well, not people that bash him like you. Hey, I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying they've made some suspect decisions in the past, but he's overall a very good GM and one of the best in the league. Well, you're a suspect Because what did they do? They won three titles, like you said. James Wiseman was not a bad pick either. I will say that. I don't get the idea of James Wiseman was a bad pick because he's been really good most nights. He just makes some of those rookie mistakes every single guy in the league does their first year. Yeah, and we saw he played against the Suns, and he put up great numbers against the Suns (laughs) last night. When he doesn't have Steph, I mean, other guys are going to get the ball on the team. He's obviously not the first option. He's not the second option. He's not even the third option on the team. So give him a break. I can't take the hatred anymore. It's just ridiculous. Greg's done with the negativity. But you know what isn't negative? Also, just be sure before I get to our next topic of what's not negative. Game of the week voting. Be sure to vote on that at westcoastpreps.com until Wednesday evening. Decide which game I will go to. Again, the list, Livermore Foothill, Montevista Aquilani's. De La Salle St. Mary's, San Ramon Valley Los Lomas, St. Francis Archbitch and Midi. And then you finally got it. And then Greg, which game will you be at? This which game will I be at? You're gonna be undetermined right now. It's undetermined. Right now I'm leaning towards South San Francisco versus uh that's a great question. Woodside. Thank you. Um, as I have about 100 million tabs open on my computer. Yeah, you always do. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I will leaning towards going to that game. Uh, you know, need to make sure all the logistics work and whatnot. But that is the game that I'm leaning towards. We'll have final everything will be tweeted out on Thursday, letting people know where we're going to be at this weekend. Yep, and there's games now on Fridays and Saturdays, so you'll see plenty of game coverage there as well on our website, photo galleries, etc. Westcoastpreps.com. But the next thing to get into is the second ever routes versus coverage showcase, the RVC2 that took place on Sunday at Willow Glen High School in San Jose. Great day of festivities. You had the combine portion, the skills, individuals, 
one-on-one and then the seven-on-seven tournament at the end. Another great day of football. Great Sunday. You had this championship underneath the lights there at Willow Glen. I know everybody loved that. Again, the first one was a massive success back in November. And this one, again, the second one was another massive success. It was. And it was, once again, a movie. That seven-on-seven tournament at the end, it's so amazing to see how these kids from all over the Bay, all over California, come together to perform on one team. And they the camaraderie that they build, the passion that they have, just, you know, they're not there just to play and get their reps. They're there to win the tournament. And it's so much fun to see. Obviously, the testing, you know, we saw some good times out there. A lot of great athletes were out there. But once we get into those one-on-ones, the competition starts to build up even more. And you saw it all day, you know, kids going back and forth, you know, a little smack talk here, a little smack talk there, but it's all respect at the end of the day. And then you get to the seven-on-seven, and that team portion of the showcase is just fantastic. And then the championship game, again, we have a back-to-back winner with Coach Swayze. Unbelievable what he's been able to do. Obviously a great coach at Foothill College. RBC showcase, it's, it's a good one for sure. When are people not going to let Coach Swayze draft Sean Smith and Jerry on Dickey together? Did we not learn from the first showcase? Because, I mean, that first one, those two were dialed in. And this time again, Sean Smith and Jerry on Dickey, every single time. You you knew. Jerry on Dickey's ridiculous. You see why he's going to be in the NFL someday. Some of these catches he made were unbelievable. And Sean Smith placed these throws in the perfect spot every time. A leader, competitive. He's got the juices flowing all day. There's a re- You can see why with his leadership by Livermore Football keeps on growing. And Jerry Dickey, you can see why he's a top 100 player in his class, a four-star prospect by every single scouting service out there. But those when two... When going to be a five-star consensus? I wouldn't be shocked if it happens someday. Has to. He's... The way he keeps performing everywhere he goes, every showcase he's been to, down at WCA with the exclusive feeds roster, dominated every single game there. At some point, he's got to be... A five star. I know he's only a sophomore, so he has more time to get there. But man, that dude is just a straight baller. He's the truth. He's about as good as it gets. And Sean Smith played well with him. That connection. Obviously, Jerry M. Last year led Valley Christian receiving yards as a freshman. Five hundred forty-one receiving yards. But don't forget, they run the ball so much. If he was in maybe more of that spread offense, right? And obviously, it's had a lot of success at Valley Christian. But let's say it was a different kind of offense. You'd almost double those numbers, right? And as a freshman, it doesn't matter what those numbers are. That's ridiculous. Stupid in a lot of ways. And then Enoch Ampofo, the player from San Leandro, who was the offensive MVP of the day on that team as well, just came up with so many catches. The first RBC showcase, he had a phenomenal day. And then this one as well. He just he kept finding creases in the defense to come through. Slants, crossing patterns up the middle, everything out of that slot spot. And I see where he really thrives in the red zone. He finds the little spot to just sit there in the zone, and he just finds a way to catch touchdowns. I think he probably had 10, 12 touchdowns yesterday. It was insane how many balls he caught. Just right in the middle of the field, Sean Smith would find him. Nick Coronado, both of them just right there right there in the middle of the field always catching with the body I had, did not see him drop a single pass yesterday either great hands it's going to be he's going to be a good player for sure I can see him doing some special things this year as well yeah so really smart player really, really high smart. football IQ really you can see what he did out there he's <clears throat> now that he's got a senior season hopefully he opens up some opportunities for him to play at the next level I know we did a story on him a little bit ago after the first RBC showcase at westcoastpreps.com he's a heck of an athlete so hopefully he does get more opportunities to get seen, get some great film this season, but 
Greg, any more takeaways you had from the second RBC? Man, I think I, I've said this before. RBC just really brings out the best in these guys. The competition, you know, these showcases, it gets them out of their team atmosphere and into more of a huge Bay Area, California, West Coast, whatever showcase it is. It brings them all together. I see these kids, the camaraderie that they have, the connections they build. Um, you know, I saw a wide receiver and their quarterback say, like, hey, let's link up, start throwing some passes together. Totally different schools on different sides of the Bay Area. You know, it's nice to see these kids, the connections that they're going to build, the friendships that they're going to build. That's why I think showcases are so much fun, why they're so nice to go to, is because you get to meet guys from all over the Bay, and those are, you know, friendships that could last a lifetime. You know, as fun and as great as high school football is on their teams, there's nothing that can ever beat that. But being able to build the connections outside of your own town is amazing. Yeah, that networking piece I think is so crucial in every aspect of life. Obviously, a lot of it is what you know, right? But a lot of it too is who you know. The business world, collegiate athletics, school, internships alike. A lot of it's going to be who you know. A lot of these kids are building relationships that are going to last for a long time. Maybe some of these kids team up in college, right? They start to build friendships. They're like, hey, maybe let's go here together. Let's try to get offers from here. Let's go here together do something special. All of that. But the networking piece was great. And some yeah, players. And I think one thing that this pandemic has taught these kids is how to get themselves out there, how to promote themselves, you know, the business part of life and connecting with people. You know, you're not, weren't stuck in this bubble of your own high school, seeing the same people every day. Um, like I said, it's a great thing. You know, it's a great social aspect of life as well and something that we need to get back to. But, this whole part of you know connecting with different people, talking to people here, connecting that way, is a great thing that I think this pandemic has had a positive outreach to it as well. Yes, it has, and obviously there's you're going to notice a lot of negatives with the pandemic, just with sports being shut down until here in February, March. So I know it's tough on a lot of kids, but the positive was it's just kids learning how to continue to grind and stay positive and keep that belief going and watch the fruits of their labor pay off and that networking piece marketing yourself understanding all the hard work is crucial in what you do outside the field in the weight room and all that but you also have to put yourself out there put your name out there contact coaches send out emails austin flex perfect example obviously division one talent regardless but he emailed 50 80 coaches a day mateo posto at brandon does the same thing so many athletes are starting to do that now learning those methods and it's paving the way for successful futures for them forever in their careers but going more into some takeaways to another player Andy Etok the defensive back from Valley Christian just an absolute lockdown DB he had a few interceptions broke up so many passes was a defensive MVP was on that championship winning squad was at Oak Grove last season transferred to Valley Christian this season phenomenal kid phenomenal talent it's going to be exciting to see what he does on this Valley Christian team that's absolutely loaded from top to bottom be fun to see what they do obviously they're number four team in our rankings for the preseason should be number three should be number three yeah so you want to name rattle off your top five right now top five right now yeah go for it um i think your number five team is correct i'll stick with the clayton valley at number five i think number four is sarah number three is valley christian number two is pitt and you're number one until you lose so de la salle is still number one until they lose to pittsburgh I don't think 2022 is the year. I think 2023 is the year. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We will. 
I, I predicted that De La Salle would have lost this year to Pitt. They're no longer going to lose. De La Salle is going to run the table in E-ball. And as long as, as long as their St. Mary's game goes well, which I predict it will. So De La Salle is number one this year. Pitt, number two. Valley Christian, number three. Sarah, number four. But we'll find out about that Valley Christian Sarah very soon because that's going to happen here. Yes, we will. That WCAL action is going to be a lot of fun. And then another player that you have mentioned a lot this offseason too was Jamai East, the junior receiver from Vans. And actually, one of my favorite receivers. He's got a really interesting story. We'll have that up later this week at westcoastpreps.com. But he was thinking of quitting football earlier this offseason because the pandemic just kept pushing on. Didn't know if football would actually happen. Here he is now, stuck to it. And look what happened. The season happened. And what did he just do at RBC yesterday? He mossed and clowned on kids all day long. I We've seen him, I want to say four or five times. Seen him at Arden Charge McIron a couple times. Great Ryan Hustle. Seen him at multiple showcases all over the Bay. He's been probably my favorite receiver every time we go to a showcase that he's at. Him and Jerry on yesterday, all day long. And Khalid as well from me and Tika all day long we're just going crazy on these defensive backs and defensive backs are getting frustrated a couple broken ankles getting mossed on it was a ton of fun and that guy I'm so glad he did not quit football because I really like him it's really going to work out for him I think the recruiting process is really going to heat up as he gets more film there at Vanden and there were some really special class of 2024 kids one that Alex Grotto, the Los Gatos senior quarterback, called throughout the day. Young Trevor because of Trevor Lawrence. He's got the same hairstyle and everything. Cedeno Chavez, the freshman quarterback at Bellarmine. The 7-on-7 seven seven tournament really came into his own. Everyone was really impressed. The throws he made. I know I think it was earlier in the day. I know Brandon Younger works with that kid a lot throughout the offseason. Just mentioned something to him about just really putting more into his throw just with the right arm. All of a sudden... He just takes coaching really well, of course, and he, what he did in that seven-on-seven seven tournament with it, you could see that he listens, he works at his craft a ton. He's going to be a very good one at Bellarmine here in the next few years. He played really well. Then there was also that freshman from Buha Colony in the Central Valley, Jordan Colbert, a receiver who was balling out, too. There's some really good freshmen. The quarterback, you know, obviously he's going to grow into himself. He's only a freshman right now. He's going to grow arm strength and all that stuff, but some things that you can take away from him right now is his accuracy and that's one thing that you cannot necessarily teach obviously you're going to grow more but if you have that at a young age you're going to be able to grow into that as you grow more arm strength as well and that's what i saw from him all day was arm strength and then as far as jordan route running his hands were great you know coachable like you said these guys are all coachable right now and as a freshman that's major key to being able to improve yourself is just take in everything be a sponge and then try everything out at, from that point. Both these kids have a bright future, though. Yes, they do. And so Daniel Chavez, you mentioned accuracy. There's a lot of times he just made the right read on plays. Really smart football player. Knew where to put the ball, especially in tight situations. He just knew what to do and how to put it in that right spot so there wouldn't be a turnover, so the receiver can get his hands on that football. That Bellarmine quarterback room, these next few years, they've got the senior Thomas Anderson, who's got some offers. You've got the junior Wade Smith. It was a second-team All-WCAL selection last season. Then you've got Cedeno Chavez, now a freshman, coming up. And I know they've got another freshman they're very excited about as well, the quarterback spot at Bellarmine. But, Greg, do you have any more takeaways from second RBC? Be prepared for this summer. It's going to get crazy. Yes, it is. I know there was a tweet about it on the RBC 
social media accounts last week, so just stay tuned for more news on that in the coming weeks. But now we've got some games to start going through this week. And if you want us to cover an event, practices, just reach out to us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. You can also go to our contact page for all of our contact information. You can email us at team at westcoastpreps.com. We'll be at plenty of games and practices this week, so stay tuned for all of our coverage. On YouTube, so subscribe to our YouTube page for interviews, videos, highlights, etc. Check out all of our work on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Follow all of our work at West Coast Preps. I might run it back because I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone.